0: Good morning. Welcome to the Cone Zone. We're the Cones, Low Cone, Grant Cone. Uh, and we are first up after the game. We usually wait a day, but it's a weird week because the is played Monday night. And so my dad is going to have the first take on the uh, morning after analysis, which is always different than the night of analysis. The night of analysis is as emotional as the game. Morning after is not emotional at all. So let's take a non-emotional look
1: at what's going on, Dad. What's your take? Okay, well, let's do a little scheduling. Here we are at 11. Then Kyle talks at 1230. Correct. And then you go on with Larry Kruger at what time? Two. That's the day. So you're going to have information with Larry that you don't have with me. But Larry and you are phenomenal. So everybody, you want to tune into that. So it's a big day for Grant Cohn. All right. (laughs) I have stuff to say about the win over the Rams. But I'm going to come at it in an unusual way, which will surprise you, Iggy. Mm -hmm. You and I get – Twitter questions all the time. Aren't you secretly fans of the 49ers? Don't you really want them to win? And Iggy and I maintain absolutely not. Um, I've seen a lot of coaches and players come and go. I don't get attached to them. And I want to give you an example of why I'm not a fan. They kicked the crap out of the Rams last night. Yep. And the um, narrative shifted in a week in eight days. Last week, after he stepped out of the back of the end zone, threw a pick at the end, I'm talking about Jimmy. It was, whoa, whoa, oh my God, you know, maybe they should play Brock Purdy, they're screwed. Uh, Kyle's an idiot. And I said, whoa, let's turn down the noise. Now it's, I read a headline in an article, it's Super Bowl or bust for the 49ers. They've played four games and it's Super Bowl or bust. Well, I want to turn down that noise too. It's true. They beat the Rams handily. That does not equate to me. Oh, this is a Super Bowl team. I'm not a fan. If I were a fan, I'd say, wow, we beat the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs. We're terrific. I don't, I'm not part of that we. I'm saying, turn down the noise. A week ago they sucked, now they're great. You know how the players and the coaches always say, we don't get too high, we don't get too low? This is exactly what they mean. They're not crushed after the Denver loss, they're not celebrating Super Bowl after the win over the Rams. Where are they now? So I'm saying, let's get quiet, let's not celebrate, not that I would celebrate, I'm suggesting fans. You you can celebrate the win, but don't celebrate the season yet. They only played four games, and what do I see? I see a division, everybody's two and two. If you allow me, this two and two is a five hundred record, which to me is the definition of mediocre. Five hundred record is mediocre. It's not good, and it's not bad. It's mediocre. I.e., at this point, on October what is it, fourth, the whole division is mediocre. So they just, a mediocre team, which I consider the 49ers to be, just beat a mediocre team. That's very good for them, but it doesn't mean Super Bowl or bust. Um, So that's my initial take, that we should tamp down the noise and talk about what really went on in the game. And I'd like to, Iggy, Because I I think the way they beat the Rams is indicative of what they do well and what they don't do well. First of all, do you agree with me of wanting to make the conversation a little quieter or or, or do you feel I'm being too stodgy? I disagree with you on this in the most respectful
0: possible. Okay, Um, so I'm going to speak on behalf of the fans because I think I'm not a fan, but I'm definitely contributing to the noise. I put Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat after week three, and I stand by it. And I said last night that I think this team is really scary if they can play like this all the time and get healthy, that they could be a Super Bowl team. I, I stand by that. I, di- I didn't feel that they sucked a week ago, and I don't feel that they're great now. But I what I do feel is that the stakes are incredibly high for this team. Higher than they've ever been for Kyle Shanahan. It's not any year for Kyle Shanahan. It's year six. And it's year six when he's been on the cusp of being a champion for a while, and um, I think it's fair to say it's Super Bowl or bust. I really do think it's fair to say that. In year six, maybe not year three or year four, but let me just compare him to other uh, coaches. Bill Walsh, in year six, he won his second Super Bowl. George Seifert, in year six, he won his second Super Bowl, okay? Steve Mariucci, in year six, he got fired with a record of 57-39, and By the Yorks, he got fired. That year, he went to the playoffs and won a game, but lost in the second round to the eventual Super Bowl, Super Bowl champions. The Yorks were like, you know what? You're not good enough. Got fired. Not many coaches make it to year six, especially ones with losing records. And I think it's absolutely fair to say, Kyle, this team is great. Not nah, The roster is really freaking good. You got to show that you're the guy who can bring it across the, uh, the, the finish line. And I think that's where a lot of the noise is coming from and why it feels
1: too much so soon. Okay. If if you phrase it that way, meaning this is a test of Kyle with this mm-hmm. really great roster especially on defense, I I totally agree with you. I I, okay. I there's no argument between us. Okay. What I was saying and maybe I, you know, you're smarter than I am. Maybe I wasn't <laughs> saying it well. Um I take Super Bowl or bust meaning this is a Super Bowl this is a Super Bowl team and it would right. be a bust if they don't make it. So maybe right. like, like they said, should they win it.
0: No, I'm not saying... I agree with you on that. I agree with yeah. you on that.
1: That's so we did. were talking yeah. a little like cross-purposes.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely were. And that's what that happens a lot on Twitter too. I feel like people always kind of set up straw man arguments. People said this and it's wrong. Who said that? So it's yeah. good to actually have a face-to-face conversation. Like, what are you exactly saying? What am I exactly saying? I think yeah. you were saying certain fans are saying this team sucks because they lost last week and now this team is the best because they won this week. That and is stupid. Not stupid.
1: Yeah, they should win the Super Bowl.
0: That's insane. But I think... The my, the noise because I'm not, I don't root for this team but the reason I'm so loud so early this year is because I'm saying it's year six it's year six and we gotta hold Kyle to the highest standard he's ever been held I don't want to hear any excuses about injuries or quarterbacks or whatever this look at what this team can do look at that defense if and this offense is scoring 16 points per game right now that's not gonna get it done no. to your point to your point this is not a Super Bowl team with 16 points per game they, Kyle's got to keep
1: rising to the occasion. By the way, Iggy, I agree with you on Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I don't know what is, you know, what the Yorks think of him, what they would do, but from my point of view as as a, a veteran watching these things, this is his most important season. He's got to really deliver. Uh, he's got to get into the at least into the playoffs, and maybe that's not enough. So I think we're in agreement on that. I want to say yes. It just reminds me of the Tampa Bay
0: Buccaneers. John Lynch was on that team. Tony Dungy was the coach of that team. He was really good. They went to the, the playoffs and went deep a lot, of, a, a lot. but he never won the big one. And after six years, they fired him. Year six is a big year for coaches who haven't won a Super Bowl. And it should be for Kyle. He needs yes. to deliver. He still yes. has a losing record. Be, because what the Bucks realized was they brought in another coach, John Gruden, who frankly wasn't great. But he could. He won with that roster, and then he tore it apart because of his ego and wanted to build his own team, and he was ridiculous. But if Kyle can't win with this roster, I'm thinking there are other people who can. And that's why it's so serious for him, and that's why last night
1: was very encouraging because he did do a very good job. Okay. here's I have a few things to say about last night. And again, it was a very important win. There was a lot of pressure on them. But what was the reality? Let's talk about how great the defense is. It's great. Mm-hmm. But you know the Rams offense sucks. It does. That's a good point. And I can tell you some ways it sucks. They can't okay. run the ball. There's that. They, they, there's that. They, so they're they, utterly one-dimensional. Let's
0: let's just go through it. That's that's a good place to start. What's two? Okay. What's two is they don't have any deep threats.
1: There's no that, speed on the on the outside. Y- yep. And there's more. What can you can you keep going? Their offensive line was a mess. Yeah, that's a quite a trifecta. And and the, the poor center was the number three center. Yeah. He he didn't understand any of the blitzes that were coming, or the right. or the the games they were playing. You know, with Bosa right. coming yes. all yes. around, and he he was the poor guy was yeah. not up to the job. So, yeah. look, I'm not taken away from the defense, but I would say it wasn't the highest degree of difficulty to control that offense.
0: It's fair to say they haven't been tested yet. The way they're going to be tested in the playoffs against quarterbacks such as Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, yada, yada. You know what
1: I'm saying? Well, they got Patrick Mahomes before the playoffs. That's right. They got Patrick That's Mahomes right. in a few weeks. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, I mean, what I'm saying is, sure, it's a great defense, but they should yes. have been great. again. And look, let's That's not true. skip the quarterback. Iggy, there's something wrong with that quarterback. Now, he can't throw deep. Well, he has no one deep to throw to. I got yeah. that. But he he doesn't look right to me. No, he doesn't. Stafford. Absolutely not. No, Goff is having a better year than him. You pointed that out last week. Goff it's true. Is, Goff is really having a good year. And yes. what Jimmy Ward said, he didn't say Goff is better. What he said was, I don't know why they got rid of him. He took him to the Super Bowl. You yeah. know, Is this guy going to be any better? Well, he did win the Super Bowl. But Jared Goff seems to be coming into his own. He'd be a better quarterback for the Rams now than Stafford.
0: Yeah, It's interesting. It's like, would you do that trade again if you knew that you're only going to get one good year from Stafford, but it's a Super Bowl? I mean, maybe they could win multiple Super Bowls in the future with Jared Goff, who's still, what is he, like 26 years old? I mean, he's not that old.
1: Yeah. Anyway. It's it's very interesting.
0: So So what we're saying is that the Rams aren't that good. The Niners played the best they could play to – have a close game that they blew open at the end.
1: Yeah and, yeah. and what I want to say about the defense, and again, it's phenomenal. Yeah. They're not going to look that good against Kansas city. Right. They might beat Kansas city, but it's not going to be like that. And Kansas city is going to score against it. It's not like that defense is going to shut down every team they play. Right. No defense can do that. And the other thing of course, is the Niners offense They scored 17 points, and you say they're averaging 16 points. Okay. They did what they needed to do last night, but there would be games where you need to score more than 17 (laughs) points. Uh, Especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Especially in the playoffs. And, you know, the way I look at it, they played a a good offensive game and were aided by certain really big plays. Oh. The Debo Samuel, I mean, what he did was he was like a, tank and people were afraid it
0: looked like it was going to be a pick six it looked like it was like to me it was jimmy's worst throw of the game and it was the best play of the of the night for the offense it was kind of that (laughs) and that's why it's another reason not to get to go overboard we're saying is jimmy garoppolo like way improved i don't know he does that once a game it's just this time it worked out for an for a touchdown except for not an interception and
1: the other big play that came before was the um Jeff Wilson touchdown run, which was phenomenal. It was a great, great. run and a great call. And, the, you know, there was the pass to use, uh, to use check. And um, awesome. there were certain big plays. Yeah. Um, and that's great to get credit for them. But on average, the offense did not strike me as that good. And Jeff Wilson had a pretty good yards per run average, but you had a factor in the long run. Can I point
0: out something, too? Like in the fourth quarter, the Niners got the ball. Uh, Ray-Ray McLeod had a 22-yard punt return to give the Niners the ball at their 45. Great field position. They stall out on 3rd and 11 at uh, the Rams' 30-yard line. On 3rd and 11 at the Rams' 30, Jimmy hits Ayuk for 6. And rather than going for it on 4th and 5, they try to kick a field goal and miss it. And, and then the Rams have 8-48, down 8, and they're driving, and they get into Niners' territory, and Talanoa Hafunga makes that great play. But that... Game was actually a lot
1: closer than it feels right now. What I felt, it's funny, Iggy, when, when they were driving down, and obviously they needed the two-point conversion, I thought they're never going to do this. And no. I thought someone's going to, first of all, they'd never make the, the two-point conversion because yeah. they suck. But exactly. beyond that, someone's going to pick off Stafford. And that's how I usually feel about Jimmy at yeah. the end. But yeah. this time I felt that about Stafford because he was so weak in the whole game. And you know what? Yeah. I defend Kyle for uh, going for the field goal. I do, yeah. As I, because you know, I think what he the was thinking is we're controlling their offense. Yeah, we have a long way to go. Um yeah. we'll. we'll, we'll it,
0: I thought it yeah. was worth it. Yeah, and especially when you know that the like the Rams. How many seven-yard passes can they throw to Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby? That's their whole offense. <laughs> it was, it was,
1: it How was scared definitely. are you of that?
0: Yeah, yeah. that's the whole. That's all they do. That's and they kept talking all week. Have you seen that they're playing their wide receiver at, at fullback? Ben Skronik. It's am-. like That sounds like a desperate offense that's out of ideas and, and talent. That's yeah. what they got? Are you kidding me? So, yeah, I mean, this really wasn't the same level of uh, challenge that the Rams presented last year. And no. uh, we don't really know if the Niners have an all-time great defense yet. We know that Talanoha Funga is an upgrade over his predecessor, and that's nice.
1: But uh, we, they're still going to be tested in ways they haven't been. Right. Yet. We know that the Niners have a hell of a defense. We do. Yes. As, whether it's an all-time great defense, we'll find out. I, I don't want to start, you know, uh, pounding my chest and say right. they are. We'll find out. You know, the 49ers have had pretty good defenses in the past. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see about that. And the offense. Iggy, it's not where it needs to be. So again, if I were a fan, I'd be saying Super Bowl or bust in the way I meant it, not the way Iggy meant it. I'm not a fan. And I'm Mm -hmm. keeping down the noise and saying four games, very interesting, mediocre record, mediocre division. They won a game. After they lost a terrible game, I'm interested in the next game. Now, I think they'll win the next game, but I'm interested. And they they still have major question marks. They do. Most of them on offense but some on defense too we'll have to see some when they defense. get tested they they, yeah. they do have injuries um they have injuries on offense too they have they have question marks in, for me in two places one the quarterback who we'll talk about later and also the running game yeah yeah absolutely we will talk about
0: uh Mikey Niner says not getting overheated by this win like the losses well My dad is right there with you. Brandon Ziegler says, this team has given me major 2000 Ravens vibes. Their offense sputtered all season, but the D carried them uh, heavy. This D has a chance to be legendary. Here's the thing. In 2000, the Ravens won with defense. 2002, the Bucs won with defense. League's a lot different 20 years later. The rules have changed. It's harder to win with defense. All the rules benefit offense. So it'll be tough, you know, especially when there's these like amazing quarterbacks in the league that you can't touch. Or breathe on. You can't breathe on him, Dad. <laughs> it could it could breathe on him the wrong way. Lucky Luis says Ramilia Sports punch in the air right now. Friend of the show, love that guy. Hope he's doing okay. Scott Hill says, Hey Grant and Lowell. I love the unbiased coverage of my Niners. I saw your dad interview Joe Montana. I was twenty then. Wow. That's cool. Thank you. Mar- thank you. Mario Gonzalez says, let Kittle out of the doghouse, Grant. I take it I take it anymore. Why do we have the best tight end in the league and we do not use him? Huff hands down MVP so far. It's weird what's going on with Kittle. He's blocking. Was, He's
1: blocking. I have to feel that, they, that they're that they using him for blocking.
0: Blocking. Um, Mikey Niner says, players, no respect for head coach. Jimmy Garoppolo calls Kyle. Calls him Kyle. Come on. He wants to be called Kyle. He's the cool uh, teacher in school. Call me Kyle. Dustin the Gale says if Niners won the Super Bowl this year would that be good or bad for Trey i.e. will it buy Kyle a year to let Trey develop or will it create even higher expectations for 2023 if the Niners win a Super Bowl no one's getting fired for a very long time it gives everyone job security it's probably good for everyone and if if it's not good for Trey they can always trade him they can trade Trey they could trade, trade, but let's let them win the Super Bowl first. Johns George says, love listening to both of you. One of the best. P.S. we need to play the Rams first two regular season games, if not enough in preseason, too slow. start. Slow start, problem fixed. Yeah, the Rams always get the Niners going.
1: Yeah, you call, know, the Niners have ownage. Ownage, seven in a row. That's at, what group type season. always talk about, ownage. They have ownage. I like
0: creating words that don't exist with A-G-E in the end, like yardage and ownage and things like that. I would have called my head coach by my first name, Bench, if you would have. Well, you uh, weren't in the NFL. Jim says, can you please do a co-show with David Lombardi? Probably not. Uh, Jeremy Price says, Little feet, <laughs> Little keeps his feet in that. oh Kittle keeps his feet, and that's another touchdown. Yeah, but he didn't.
1: All right, let's he, go back to our show. Is, Kittle. Is there a person named David Lombardi I don't know about? Yeah, you don't need to know about him. It's all right. Okay. Don't worry. Um.
0: I always felt that Jimmy Garoppolo simply wasn't good enough to win a Super Bowl, whatever "good enough" means. Um, is he good enough now? He was good enough last night to be the Super Bowl champions. Uh, if this defense has improved from last year, does the definition of does the
1: bar for good enough change? And is I he love, exceeding that bar? Insane. You're yeah. you're uh, making an equation that we could write yes. on the, on the blackboard. Yeah. As uh, the defense gets better and more dominant, G- yes. less is required of Jimmy. Correct. 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 An inverse, an inverse relationship. If an inverse it. relationship. So, yes. in, in other words, he can win a Super Bowl if defense me makes every other team jumps. Yes. Uh, so, you called him a C plus last night. He is a C plus quarterback, Iggy. Yeah, serviceable plus. Serviceable plus. He's a C plus quarterback. Yeah. So, okay, tell me the question again. Is he good enough in in this new definition of good enough where the
0: Niners might have uh, a really special defense?
1: Okay. Let's say they have the best defense in the league. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. My honest opinion, Iggy, is I don't know the answer. Yeah. Is that bad that I I didn't? I feel the same
0: way. You do? Because I feel like what's required – It's okay if he doesn't make big plays. It's okay if he doesn't throw the ball down the field. He can be as mediocre as he wants at this point, I think, but the new job is don't throw throw picks. Don't turn the ball over. And he didn't last night, but he almost did. The touchdown was almost an interception. And I think the problem with him, like I want to compare him to Alex Smith or Brad Johnson. Um, Alex Smith was really smart, and he was a game manager, but he didn't throw interceptions. I think Alex Smith could win a Super Bowl with, well, old Alex Smith, young Alex Smith, could win a Super Bowl with this roster but is jimmy gonna all of a sudden stop making dumb mistakes i,
1: I have to tell you something you you are in the press box where, we're not listening or watching the game and okay. aikman said something very interesting relevant to this point um it was late in the game and he said notice that kyle is not calling a very daring pa- this is a paraphrase Daring yeah. passes and is beginning to run a lot. And then he said what he's trying to do is save his quarterback from himself. Absolutely, as he should. Yes, as he, he should. And it's, fu- it's funny you bring up
0: Troy Aikman because Troy Aikman was a bit of a game manager as well. I mean, he never threw for 4,000 yards in his career. He played for great Cowboys teams with great defenses and running games. And he had a season in 93 when they won the Super Bowl where he threw six interceptions. That was his job. Don't mess it up. That was Tro- that's how Troy got in the in the Hall of Fame by not messing it up.
1: Right. So I don't know if Jimmy can do that. And well, he was saying he doesn't know if he could do it either. He says exactly he's trying yeah. to save his quarterback from himself. Right. Meaning, right. Uh, this is the time of the game where Jimmy loses it. So right. the announcer was showing his skepticism. Absolutely. Like yeah. So yeah. he gets exposed is, there. Yeah. Here's what I think about Jimmy. I think he's generally good on the scripted series. Yep. Scripted plays. Yes. Um, He's, for me, usually good in the first half. Yeah. They figure out a lot of stuff in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. Then if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, I'd say it's 50-50. He's going to louse it up. Agree. So what I'm it, saying, yeah, they is, really have
0: to get like a like a, a, a seven eight nine point lead in the first. They got it last night. They had an eight point lead in the first half. That was good. But if it's close at halftime or they're losing,
1: pff, good luck. I, I you know I'm not a betting man, but I wouldn't bet on them to win because no. I'm going to say another thing. Not only will does Jimmy sometimes screw it up in the crisis moment, so does the coach. Yes, that's
0: that. Let's be fair. They
1: are. They definitely share that. Yeah, they definitely so, share. It. So um is is Jimmy good enough is is a, synonymous with is the coach good good enough because they're going to have situations in the fourth quarter where Jimmy has to make a great throw, a precision throw and Kyle has to make a precision call, not an antsy call and they have have to prove it. And let's keep expanding it. If it's if it's is Jimmy good enough, is Kyle
0: good enough, is the offense good enough? Because the yeah. defense is good enough?
1: Yeah, the special oh, sure. teams
0: Seems to be good enough. Is the offense good enough? And right now, right now, the answer is no. But they have three, four more months to improve. And offense usually does improve with time on task and all that synchronization choreography that they need to do. Yes. it could. And again, people are going to come back. Elijah Mitchell, Trent Williams. That's yeah. a big deal for them That's to a big come deal. Back. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But right now, 16 points a game, not going to cut it. No. That's a good place to start from, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Can't get right. worse. Yeah. So we we sort of agree on that.
0: Yeah. Right now the answer is no. But again, it's what's freeing for Garoppolo is he needs to know his job isn't that hard this year. Just don't lose the game. Just make it through the game without losing it. Alex Smith got very good at that. By the time he was 27, he was not losing games. Jimmy, you're 31 almost. Like stop losing the game. You got a, a better team than most quarterbacks could ever have dreamed of playing with. Don't be. The, don't screw it up. You too, Kyle. Oh yeah, that's what I'm. You saying. too, Kyle. Yeah, and what was so frustrating about last week in Denver, I don't even root for this team, is that Kyle and Jimmy screwed it up. I mean, they had an all-time great performance in their defense. They screwed it up. So
1: they didn't screw it up this week, and we all gave them a standing ovation. <laughs> you know, that's the, uh, that's the other thing. The defense did show very well against Denver, but Denver's offense stinks too. Correct. Correct. Even though Russell and then, Wilson is there,
0: they suck. Next week in, in Charlotte, The worst. Carolina, and that's again—that's another thing. I, I think why people are excited because most teams in the league are not good. This league is so mediocre. So if you have a good, if you have a good defense, a good offense, a good anything, it's like wow.
1: Everyone else is mediocre or bad. You know, Iggy, I'm glad you made that point because I was thinking about it yesterday, but I forgot. The product is degraded. Oh, the, the athletes are better than ever. They're bigger, faster, stronger
0: than ever. But the skills—I mean, there's just not enough. Preseason practice
1: training camp, teaching. and that's what there's teaching not enough teaching skills. Skills is, is there a team like the Niners, uh, Bill Walsh's and George Seifert's Niners, the five Super Bowl teams? Mm-hmm. Those were hell of a teams. Is well, there yeah. a team in the league now that you would say that's no. a hell of a team? No, absolutely not. No. The Washington no. Redskins, when they were the Washington Redskins under under uh, Gibbs, that was what hell of a team. And the Chicago Bear Bears under Ditka, hell of a team. I don't see teams like that. Well, free agency mixes them up every year, but
0: doesn't it also feel like injuries are up? Like the game is almost too fast and too violent, yes. and, and that's the way it feels to me. Like. Frank Gore missed very few games with the 49ers. Uh, Roger Craig missed very few games with the 49ers. These guys got big workloads. Now, running backs don't make it a month. It yes. just feels like a very, very violent game with guys who aren't really in football shape because they don't practice that much. There's no preseason. And it seems like m- more dangerous than ever, really. And again, I mean, like, like, the the NBA is like more skilled than ever. Players like Steph Curry shooting and, and passing and dribbling. The NFL
1: seems, seems like it's getting less skilled as it goes on because of the rules that's a good analysis i like that yeah Yeah. better athletes degraded product it's too bad
0: because the coaching is great they just don't have an opportunity to do their job anymore yeah and this is the nflpa's fault this is what they wanted it's what the vets wanted because all the the players in power at the nflpa are 30 and above and they don't want um you know coaching and, and, and teaching benefits young young players who don't know the system yet and who are improving and who could who are cheap and who could take your job and those 30 year olds want to Want two extra years in the league, whatever. It's too bad, but it's what happens. Uh, let's answer a few questions and then get back to our show. Matthew Sanders says, this team still won't be able to beat teams like Buffalo, Philly, Kansas City because elite offenses find ways to put up points and Jimmy can't hang at that level pretty much. So the Niners uh, and Kyle and Jimmy are going to have to find something new. At least they have Debo. Niner Wolfgang Cast says, great to win. Jimmy played pretty good, but did you guys catch the missed wide open TD? There were at, like three at least. Hopefully they correct that score. Uh, I saw one in the press box where it looked like Yuzek was open deep on a uh, underneath throw to Debo for no gain. But well,
1: Jimmy doesn't want to throw deep. Doesn't want to.
0: The Gold Rush five sixty one says this offense makes it too close for comfort. One TD in the second half all season. Oh wow, I hadn't oh, wow. Heard of that. That's very interesting. You know, did you see that stat that uh, the Rams have been outscored forty four to three in the fourth quarter? These I offensive geniuses are getting figured out after halftime. Hmm. <laughs> But we're not using the word genius anymore. It's the most overused word in football. Uh, The one reels on Getsu says, 25 laps for gold. Great job on penalties since week two and that free third down conversion against Warner was completely bogus. Uh, Robbie Gould. Yeah, he's missed a couple now this year, I think. Um, You like Robbie Gould. Yeah, I like Robbie Gold a lot. He's got a dry sense of humor and he's like my brother's age. (laughs) Not that old, sorry. But I like him. He's older than me. He's one of the few guys on the team that's Older than me. Brandon Harrison says Jimmy Garoppolo was okay but not a world beater. 70% of his passing yards were were yak. That's true. He managed the game and didn't play arsonist but Rams D isn't that good this year. Yep. If he could just manage the game I think the Niners would be in good shape but I'm not even sure he can do that consistently. Shannon win-loss record over under 500 at the end of the season. What do you think? I think he's three under right now. He's three under now? I think so. How about 500? I, I think that's pretty fair. I think that's fair. Um, one more and then we'll get back to the show and f- finish the rest up later uh, the Tej P05 says why is it that these Niner teams are literally carried by the D each year yet the head coach is an offensive specialist that's the thing if Kyle Shanahan were in this position with a great offense and a team that's consistently getting into the playoffs but the defense lets him down you'd think well you know he just needs to find the right defensive coordinator he'll figure it out the fact that it's his defense that's so dominant and he his offense is holding everything back is like what? <laughs> it's, it's very strange. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, let's get back to the back to our show. Speaking of which, so the Niners defense is really good so far. And what's interesting about it is they made some changes. They uh got rid of Jaquaski Tart, brought in Talano Hafunga. Some people thought that was a bold move. He Talanoa hadn't proven anything. Also, they got rid of Kaywan Williams, they got rid of DJ Jones. Um They've signed a a cornerback in Trevarius Ward. Every single move they've done on defense this year has worked out really, really well. And you're looking at them like, "Ah, maybe I just won't question the things they do on defense anymore. Because it seems like they've had the same system in place. Uh, They really know what they're doing. They have a well-oiled machine. Then you look at the offense, it's like, what are you guys doing? It is year six. And you still can't score after halftime. I mean, you still have a very rudimentary offense. And I just think it's really, I guess you would call it ironic. It's not what you would expect. You would expect a team with an offensive genius for a head coach to have a really, really sophisticated and and established offense. But they're still searching. And
1: you you would expect the San Francisco team, slash Uh Santa Clara, to have a really productive offense. It's the legacy. Yes. uh, Out here, we, I don't count the Raiders, out here, we define offense. Yes, yes. And it's, so in a way, it's letting down the legacy of what 49er fans expect. Now, to Kyle's credit, I think he has a, a,
0: a very large influence in the roster construction. I think his idea is, let's spend most of our, let's get most of our good players on defense because I'm so great. My scheme is so great. You know, I can make do on offense. And I think that's sort of the roster he has built by choice. And so if D'Amico Ryans were to leave, I'm sure they could get another great defensive coordinator and the defense wouldn't miss a beat. I'm sure a lot of good guys would want to coach this team with pro bowlers up and down. I think Fangio might want to come back and coach this team. He's not doing anything. I think he lives in Northern California. So the defense should always be good no matter who's coaching it. And that's not right. nothing against D'Amico.
1: He's really good. I'm sure he's. in fact, he's really uh, good. All those blitzes he called last night were so creative and so daring. Yeah. Uh, he, he had an A+ plus game. A plus A plus. He's he, an A+ plus coordinator. He's good. He's really good. Let's um, go through the, the secondary, including the, uh, the, the nickel back. Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. us who they are and what they do, because in, pa- in the past, this, the defensive secondary was a weakness. Now it's a strength. So yeah, name strength. each guy who starts and tell us a little about them. Okay, so let's start with the cornerbacks. The number one
0: cornerback is Trevarius Ward. Um, he goes by Mooney, and they signed him this year. He was on the Chiefs team that beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. He's really good. He's about six foot one, he's really fast, and um, he doesn't give up many catches. People don't really test him very much. He plays man to man coverage. He's in his he's like twenty-six, he's right in his prime. Really good player. On the other side is Emmanuel Mosley, who's been on the team for a while. And he's a little bit smaller, about 5'11". Uh, maybe not quite as good as Ward, but right there. They're really... If Ward's an A, Mosey's an A-. And both guys were undrafted free agents who have made it uh, a real career for themselves. So that's good, th- good stories. In the in the middle is uh, Diamador Lenore, second-year player. He went to Oregon last year. He didn't play much. This year, he started off on the bench. But the year th- week three, they made him a starter. Last night, he went against Cooper Cup. And, I mean, he gave up a lot of catches, but nothing that hurt the team. I'm sure he stuck to the game plan, which was keep it in front of him. No touchdowns. He was really good. Is he the nickel? He's the nickel. Diamador Lenore. Great name. And then their safeties, Jimmy Ward's hurt. So he's coming back eventually. Right now, they got Tashawn Gibson, who's in his 30s. He has more than 20 interceptions in his career. He was on the Jaguars a few years ago when Robert Salo was a linebacker's coach over there. Wow. So he knew the scheme and... Uh, he knew Salah. I wonder if Salah recommended him or they already knew. Anyway, so he's doing well, and he'll probably go to the bench once Jimmy Ward comes back. And then there's he's Talanoa. The, he's the free safety. The free safety. Yeah. And then there's Talanoa Hafunga, the strong safety, who was a rookie last year. was a fifth-round pick. We're in a slow 40-yard dash. I didn't think he would be good. And right now, he's looking like maybe the best player in their secondary. Because the one thing the Niners haven't had in the secondary is what I would call a playmaker. Someone who, like, intercepts the ball someone who go gets the ball and Jaquaski T- 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 Tart good athlete didn't make mistakes not a playmaker and Jimmy Ward great athlete great in coverage doesn't take the ball away which is okay he does everything else really well a great compliment for Jimmy Ward would be someone who takes the ball away boom Talanoa Hafunga did it at the
1: crucial moment so all he of a sudden it, he, all of a
0: sudden it's like wow this this secondary has everything
1: everything and we're going to talk about how fun got a little bit later uh, in, in more detail. So we used to always uh, bother the Niners about, why, not, why don't you pay more attention to the secondary? And finally, they listen to you. Eventually, you know, your quality control, eventually they do listen to you. <laughs> so you would say at every level, all three levels of that defense, it's fabulous. Yeah, but they were able to find
0: these, these defensive backs without, you know, go, going to Bloomingdale's and splurging. I mean, Emmanuel Mosley, undrafted free agent. Treverius Ward, he was an expensive free agent signing. But Diamond Lenore, fifth-round pick. Talanoa Hufunga, fifth-round pick. Jimmy Ward, they inherited. He was a first-round pick like 10 years ago. Not quite 10 years ago. Sorry, Jimmy. But, yeah, uh, they never really ha- had to risk it and spend a first-round pick on a corner, which is risky. There's a lot of busts
1: at that I see. position. I see. So, so we want to give them credit. For for, uh, that, they built up the secondary and how they built up the secondary. You know, people feel that Grant and I are critical of the 49ers. And we are uh, sometimes. But we also praise them. And right now we're praising them for the secondary, which they needed to address. I mean, the general manager is a Hall of Fame guy from the secondary. They should have a great one. Yeah, I think – I. I
0: criticize Kyle uh, a lot because I feel sometimes like he gets the benefit of the doubt for reasons he hasn't earned. I'm starting to feel like this defense is getting the benefit of the doubt that I should just be like, you know what? The plan's probably going to work out (laughs) because so far it is so far. I'm like, wow, I didn't, I underestimated you there. Talanoa Funga. I thought, man, this guy, he's just too slow. He, he apparently hit 21 miles an hour on the field last night when he was running with the ball, which is interesting. It shows you that 40 yard dash is a, it's a horseshit statistic. It's measuring it's measuring um, acceleration uh, without football pads and, and not in a competitive environment. What about top speed, which is, I think, what Jerry Rice had and what Bill Walsh was more interested in. He, think he called it full stride speed. How fast are you at your full stride? Apparently, this guy's really fast at full, spri- full stride. That's what matters.
1: Yeah, uh, what Bill felt about Jerry is exactly what you said. He may not have his first step or two in a race – he might have been slow out of the blocks. Right, right. But once he got to he, – he always said, no one ever catches Jerry from behind. Right. His full right. speed was really fast. Right. And Hufunga may be the same way. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Talanoa Hufunga. Um, is that where we're at now?
0: Yeah, and then we'll take a bunch of questions. Okay. This is the new guy on the team. He's 22 years old, and it's looking like he's the big difference. We thought Trey Lance was going to be the big difference, but it's – it's the strong safety who's twenty two years old, not the first round pick, the fifth round pick, and um, I mean he he delivered the knockout blow last night. So I want to tell you a little bit who he is.
1: Right, he but is. I'd like all, to know as well.
0: Yeah, I mean he's only twenty two. It's interesting. He left USC early. He left after as after his junior year. He was uh, the Pac twelve Player of the Year, so he had all the accolades. But then he ran like a four six or something. And was a fifth-round pick. And you're thinking, why did you leave college early to be a fifth-round pick? But the Niners always talked him up as he went to USC and he works out with uh, Troy Palomalo. And I thought, like, okay, just because he knows Troy Polamalu doesn't mean he's going to be Troy Palomalo. But so far, he's playing like Troy Palomalo, who is a Hall of Fame former Defensive Player of the Year. The kid is from Corvallis, Oregon. He is—did you see his post-game presser last night? No, I didn't. He's very soft-spoken. He's got a twinkle in his eye. He's got a smile. He has no chip on his shoulder. He uh, has fun with the press. He um, is very humble. He thanks God a lot and his teammates and his coaches. But he has the presence of a guy who's my age. Clearly has, you know, see, clearly was really well-raised. Clearly has good parents, I'm guessing. he just He's the kind of young man that you... Uh, would are instantly endeared by, and you're happy that he's good. You're like, oh my god, we're going to get you every week. This is great.
1: <laughs> yes. Does he strike you as a, a deep thinker? Yes,
0: he's qui- he's got a very quiet voice. You know, I love this with defensive backs; like they're vicious, but when he talks, he's like, you know, he's got a very quiet voice. He doesn't raise. It. He just seems very um, mellow, very mellow. But he's all- he also seems extremely smart. They were. Uh, Maddie asked him so. How did you know that, That um, what did you see? Had they had they run that exact screen to Cooper Cup? How did you know it was coming? How'd you jump it? And he was like, you know, they, it's the same concept, but they dress it up. Sometimes it's a two-by-two two set. And he's in, he's the one receiver here. Sometimes it's a three-by-one. He's the three receiver. He's the two receiver. I'm like, wow, you're talking like a quarterback, right? You're talking like a, a coordinator. And I think that's why these coaches have liked him from so early on. He came in at 21, and he had the professionalism of D'Amico Ryans. And I'm I'm sure that's not common. There's a lot of great athletes who get to the league and don't have that yet. They've just been great athletes. And he has been hanging out with— That's why it's good to be, you know, nepotism, a legacy, like Kyle or Bosa or, in this case, Talanoa, who is grandfathered in with Troy Palomalo. You know what it takes at a young age. You've seen what it takes, not just to be a— good. You might get the, in Bosa's case, the genes, but you also get the uh, model, the mentoring of what it takes. Steph Curry watched his dad. It's important. Patrick Mahomes' dad uh, was a was a was a pitcher in the, in the in the major leagues. You see what it takes. Your dad was a sports columnist. That's right. I saw <laughs> what it takes. You got to have ideas every day. <laughs> not,
1: not anymore. Thank God.
0: Not anymore. Thank God. This guy Talanoa Noah has four pass breakups and two interceptions through four games. I mean, if he keeps this up, he could be the defensive
1: player of the year. He could be. It's amazing what he's doing. Now, let me ask you this. I heard someone compare him to Ronnie Lott. Yeah. Now, you never saw Ronnie play. No. Um, let me give you my impression of, of Ronnie. Um, Ronnie also is highly intelligent and probably could see the game the way a coordinator could see it. And a USC rat. And, oh, yes, a USC guy. And Ronnie's from Washington, D.C. And, you know, I'm very okay. fond of Ronnie. Oh, I'm very fond of him. He, in addition to what you've described about Hafunga, Ronnie hit so hard, people (laughs) were sort of scared to go in his area. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Lynch was like that as well. Yeah. People, uh, because they know if they caught the ball there, they would be punished hard. Yeah. Yeah. Is Hafunga that kind of player? No, no one hits that hard anymore. You're not really allowed to do it. So no, no. He's not the
0: hardest hitting safety of all time. And plus, plus, also, Lot was a such a great athlete that he played corner for the first few years of his career. Right, and was great at corner. So I, I think probably Troy Palamalu is a is a good compare, a, a better comparison for okay. uh, Talanoa. And again, that guy was is a Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer.
1: You know, it's funny. Uh, one other thing about Ronnie. One time uh, I was at training camp with the Niners up in Rockland, and <laughs> Bill Walsh used to ride around on this big bike, you know, with with <laughs> balloon tires. And so I was oh walking. like a beach cruiser, yeah, okay, okay. like a Schwinn, or you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, like on me. Venice,
1: like would you ride on Venice Beach? Okay, cool. I, I've never been to Venice anyway. He used to have a little bell. You know? Okay, <laughs> and would, he use it? Talk, would he use it? Would he use it? bell? Oh, he man. would. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. I like that. So one day I'm walking and he does the bell, <laughs> so I got out of the way and he stopped. You know, uh, he was. I couldn't tell if Bill was friendly or, or was always on. You know, trying to get oh, the media on his side, sure, he's sure, very strategic. So, I asked him, you know, a lot of questions about Ronnie because Ronnie was young at that time. And he said, I'll tell you, Lowell, Ronnie is so great. We, and this is a direct quote, we can do more and more with him all the time.
0: More and more with him all the time. That's amazing. That's what
1: he said, Imagine, he like, like, like he,
0: yeah. yeah, imagine having him. It's like, this guy's a great corner, and like that one day, Bill and, and Seifert realized. He'd be a much better safety. And just yeah. like the idea of all the different things you could do. It must have evolved and expanded so much. Cool. All right, yeah. let's answer some questions. Oh, go ahead.
1: Can I tell you one more story? Please. You know how great 49ers used to go to the Raiders at the end of their career? Yes. This really pissed Roger me. Craig, Tom yeah, Rathman, right? Me yeah. Off. Yeah. Um, so I guess it was the Chronicle sent me down there. I mean, I knew these guys, right? Yeah. Sent me down. To uh, I guess it was previewing a game uh-huh. to uh, talk to Ronnie and to Roger Craig. So they I they told him I was coming down. Ronnie has his sandwich. He says, Come on, Lord, let's sit. We sit by the end of a building in the shade at lunchtime all the time I wanted. Wow. Roger Craig says, I don't want to do it. Call me on my uh, on uh, call me on my phone at night. I said, Roger, I could have called you from Oakland. He said, That's how I want to do it. Now I like Roger Craig. I didn't like that. Wow. He did. That's funny. So I was in L.A., and I'm talking to him on the phone. That's too Roger, bad. That's I was too just bad. with Ronnie Lott, who's going to be a Hall of Fame player, and we sat and we had lunch together. So I'm kvetching, I know. But, you know, I've always – I like Roger Craig. And when I see him, we're, we're cordial. But it always bugged me that he did that.
0: People don't forget Roger. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Grant, is it time to trade Kittle? Shoot it to me straight. Is it time? I think it's too late. That's why I was talking about it doing it last year. I think now they're committed to him. They extended yeah, his contract. He's here. They gotta they gotta make the best of it now. And he's still a good player, but they clearly want to limit how much he does. Maybe that's the right thing to do. David Montez says, Lowell, you're the OG. But my question to you is the Niners defense mediocre to you or the team as a whole? If it's yes to defense, does Ward come back and help?
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Okay. No one's saying the Niners
0: defense is mediocre. It's untested.
1: It's It's untested. It will be tested. But yeah, my gut feeling is this is perhaps, perhaps the best defense in the league. When Jimmy Ward comes back, first of all, let's see what Jimmy has. He had a serious injury. I, I, I really love Jimmy Ward, but you can't have enough good players. So if he comes back, sure, he can make it better if he's still good. They got to be really careful with Jimmy
0: Ward because this injury, like a very serious hamstring uh, pull tear at his age, could happen again. They got to make sure that doesn't happen, and he's not in football shape. That's our the term of the year, football shape. So they got to be very. And plus, the, the safeties are playing great without him. So right. slow, slow, because they want him in the, in the playoffs or for down the stretch. Muweed says more life to both of you. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you. David, the prankster says Kyle won't watch Walsh's tapes, but he'll borrow Madden's deodorant without issue.
1: He doesn't watch Walsh's tapes? I asked, and he said no. I got to tell you something. This is new to me. Harbaugh, who, as Iggy, we like Harbaugh, he has an ego as big as Alaska. Mm-hmm. He told me that he watched all of Bill's tapes. Mm-hmm. You know what? Why? Because he's, no he's no you, dummy. He's no dummy. Here you have the Encyclopedia Britannica of football yeah. in your building. And you're going to say, I don't think I want to I read the – you know, I'll read the – It's outdated. It's, it's outdated. Out- he said he watched it for the novelty
0: of how outdated it was. Something like that. All right, dude. All right, man. That's like, cool. Like he was hey, win reading, the Super Bowl this year, buddy. Win the Super Bowl this he year. He was reading man. Beowulf in the original uh-huh. uh, Old English. Hey, check this out. Middle English was so interesting. Of course, none of this applies now, but Middle English was pretty far out. Like, dude, okay,
1: okay. You know what my mother would call that? That's chutzpah. That's chutzpah. He should have just lied. He should have just lied. And, and chutzpah yeah, I watched means yeah. Nerve. That's a lot of nerve. nerve.
0: It is. The neuv the chutzpah. The neuve. Striptease Trey says, if Warner, Kittle, and Jennings catch the balls that hit their hands, Jimmy's like 20 at 27, 300 yards, two TDs, not perfect, but he played well in a big game, deserves credit, looked a lot better. Man, sure, if you play that game, though, if Debo Samuel doesn't make a superhuman play and the other cornerback picks off the pass, you could play that game all day, but does it really, do, do, does, do you really care that much what grade I give Jimmy Garoppolo after they win? I mean, you're a fan of the team, they won the game, you? Does my grade lessen your enjoyment of the game? It shouldn't. I'm not trying to hurt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Josh says, if we can't compare this team to the early 2000s Ravens, then we can't compare them to the 80s Niners either. We shouldn't. We got to compare them to... I guess the last team to win a Super Bowl with a great defense was the Broncos. 2015. um, They did have Peyton Manning, but he was really old at that point. So maybe Jimmy can be really old Peyton Manning. Although he could manage a game. Peyton. Sean says, just as you can't judge Jimmy by his worst performances, don't assume he's capable of maintaining mistake-free or even not tragic mistake-free football the rest of the year either. Wise words. Wise words. words. We wouldn't assume it. Carol says, Kyle is
1: not quick at second half in-game adjustments, especially when the game is close. I would agree with that, but I thought he did well last night. But what Grant and I say is at the crisis moment, he doesn't seem to have the presence of mind you want. Dad, how many points did they score in the second half on offense last night? I don't know. Three? Three. That's Three. not good.
0: Three. And I, I gave it. him all kind of credit for his for the field goal drive. It was a nice drive. It was the one to use check that for, up the sideline. Okay, that was their, That was it. That was the whole thing. Otherwise, they and, had hey. the Hufunga. The Hufunga and the missed field goal. So, the Hufunga. Aisha Malik says, if Jimmy was our starting quarterback from the start of the season, think we would be 4-0 right now. Um, uh, you know what? You'd be two and two, two and two. Thank you. Two and two. Yep. Yeah. Whose voice are we channeling right there? We said Hofunga. Who are we channeling? I don't know. I don't know. Me and my dad talking a lot of voices, and sometimes we forget which voices we're doing. Was that? Was it the Cowardly Lion? Yes. There it is. Cowardly Lion. Black Orchid Seven Seven Two says, "Sorry, Grant. This is not football related. What are your album covers on the wall?" Oh, they're my mom's. They're my mom's. Um, so this is. You got Prince, nineteen ninety nine. Then you got. <sighs> Uh, Morris Day. What time? time is it?
1: Oh, she then loved you it. you got
0: Rick James. Street, st- uh, street songs. You got Teddy Pendergrass. Life is a song worth singing. Um, that is... Hold on. Stevie Wonder. James Brown again. R- Rick James. Michael Jackson off the wall. Before he was a little bit more problematic. Hall & Oates. Greatest Hits. slime the Family Stone. More Teddy Pendergrass.
1: My mom's. Shout out my mom. Yeah. Grant's uh, mom and my wife. Her name yeah. was Dawn. Her name was yes. Dawn. And we miss her every day. Seth Harvey says, Win Panthers lost Falcons lost Chiefs,
0: Rams 3-5-4-4. Trap game. Falcons.
1: Trap game. <laughs> Falcons are kind of tough this year. They Were they 2-2 two two as well? I don't know. I didn't check them out.
0: Let's see the Niners not beat themselves against the, the uh the that's, a, that's a key yeah.
1: point. And we made it last night they didn't beat themselves last night. They didn't beat themselves. When they lose, they often beat themselves. because yes. they're. Michael Hamilton says, inability
0: to get franchise quarterback is the root of struggles. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you could have the greatest playbook. You could be the greatest play designer. But your number one job as a head coach is to find a quarterback. Yeah. That's the number one job. And if you haven't done it in year six, it's fair for people to say, hey, man, maybe someone else needs to do that job um striptease traces what is the story behind banana hands uh i got it from the elmore leonard book the the afghanistan banana stand
1: again that's donald westlake
0: donald westlake sorry Uh, right and i was saying um if kyle had any other name people wouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt like if his name was banana hands instead of banana I think I said banana stand at first, but it, it it evolved. Gavin says Kyle's offense has been behind because he has not developed the most important position, the quarterback. He needs to decide what he wants out of the position. He wants he needs, Kirk Cousins. He not only does he need to decide, he needs to get a quarterback. Get a quarterback. Tom Brady called him up and he was like, "No thanks." Niner Gang say, uh, Wolfcast says Shaney really a defensive coach. His offense came from his great study in defensive meetings and understanding of defense. Maybe he is. Maybe he should rebrand himself then. Andrew says, as mid as Jimmy is, I think the lack of superior running game is the real difference in making a playoff run. Um, well, that well, running game, since they depend on it. it,
1: would be very important.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, House of Jello says, What was your dad, Lowell? What was your dad? What do you mean?
1: I'm What was still your alone. dad? A lawyer. What was your dad? Oh, my father. My father was a lawyer in uh, New York. Yes. A very humble lawyer, I must say.
0: Yeah. Mickey.
1: Mickey. That's what his name was Emmanuel, but everybody called him Mickey. And um he was a loving, loving guy, and he, he was in business with himself. My father was uh, legally blind, so he had a lot of a lot of trouble reading, and there were three children in the house, my older brother Robert, me and my younger sister Carol Ann. And when he had cases, one of us would stay up at the kitchen table with him and read or the whole file to him and he'd memorize it because he couldn't read it himself. And they, he would go into court the next day. So, uh, he was a lawyer, but he was a very humble lawyer. And, uh, his, uh, law practice was really a family endeavor. And I, I think about my dad every day and love him. And your mom was a school teacher. She was a school teacher. She was a really good school teacher. She taught when, uh, she, uh, as far as I remember, she mostly taught to sixth grade. She was a hell of a teacher. Not in She was a little bit out of my neighborhood. It was called PS92 she taught at. I went to 193. Haha said the Niners spent high picks for defensive
0: tackles. I hope they have learned those are not high-impact position and having premier, secondary, and linebackers rocks. Yeah, and it seems like that is interesting. The Niners have been so good at finding defensive linemen that they can – they don't need to do that anymore. They can spend their first-round picks on other spots. Or, I mean, not defensive tackles, defensive ends. This year, they spent a defense, uh, a second-round pick on a defensive end. That's a good That's a good pick. He looked good so yeah. far. Drake Jackson. Mikey Niner says, Lowell, keep writing. Missed the days before anti-social media. I just want to say that my dad wrote a story recently, uh, and I read it, and it was phenomenal. It's the best thing. Not the best thing, but it's as good as anything you ever read. Wrote. And I read it, and you didn't. So I'm, I'm bragging. I got to read it.
1: I got and, to read it. And, and... and. Uh, Grant made two very critical uh, observations, and I've, cha- I've changed some things in the story. I haven't been able to write for the last two years because my wife was really ill, and then she died, and I've been upset. And uh, yeah. I think it was a good sign that I could finally write a story. And I always show, I always showed my stuff to my wife. She was a, a brilliant editor, but she, I couldn't this time. So I showed it to Grant, and. He was a brilliant editor, and I I deeply appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Dad. Brian Hoyer says, will you be a Niner fan when you retire? No. No? No. Jesse says, two bucks. Thank you, Jesse. Trey Niner says,
1: what? Iggy, why do people want to know if we're fans? They keep I, coming up. Why do I they care? I just feel like some, some people, I just, people
0: can't fathom uh, caring so much about a team and not rooting for it. I think people are like, how— I don't understand engaging with the team that way. Well, it's just how we do it. It's how we've been doing it forever.
1: It's a journalist's approach. You guys aren't journalists. You wouldn't know.
0: I mean, for example,
1: Tim Tim Kawakami is down there from The Athletic. And he's there all the time and he asks questions. I wouldn't imagine that Tim is rooting for the Niners. He's rooting for The Athletic. He's rooting for the things he writes. Uh, I, I, I think Grant and I are typical of that culture. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm putting down Tim by saying that. I no, think he would agree with me. Yeah. Trey Niners says, I'm curious what the Niners do against Aaron
0: Donald that prevents him from dominating no matter who we have on the line. Well, I think they make him work hard in the run game. And then when it's time to pass, I think the ball comes out so quickly. They don't try to throw the ball down the field against the Rams. It's just get the ball out fast. I don't think he really has many opportunities to do anything.
1: And I'll tell you something else. What? Did you notice how many uh, times last night they took him out of the game? No. Interesting. Iggy, he was out for every once in a while. They took him out. Here's my reading of him. He's a great player. I believe he takes certain downs, takes certain downs off. Mm. Recoup. I think he gets tired. And mm. I think what the Rams are aware of it. And they took him out for selected plays last night. What? Because I do think he'll be on the field, but take the down off. And now they say, you want to take the down off? Maybe you'll do it on the sideline. I'm Very not in their meetings, but that's how I read it. Seth says, Flav changed his name to Striptease Trey.
0: Ha ha, Niner. Rob says, scared of losing Ayuk, he kills corners and never gets the looks he deserves. Um, that's a good point. He has a lot of uh, frustrated body language on the field because he doesn't get the
1: ball. Also, he, Text- got pretty, he got pretty angry at the... the. They were holding each other. Ramsey, face. Ramsey. You know, yeah. um, Ayuk uh, strikes me as in the game. I don't know what he's like outside a pretty angry guy. Yes. In the game. There
0: is a there is like a seething anger right beneath the surface with him that he doesn't show you. When he's in the locker room, he's like blank, quiet, almost like the guy, you know, like your little brother. On the field, like he's the guy who's going to stand up for the entire offense. He did it in training camp with Fred
1: Warner. Yeah, he did. I yeah. think there's an anger in him and yeah. I guess I'm praising it. Yeah. And I think that, look, I never played football. I went to, hey, dad, I want
0: to be a wide receiver. And you're like, no. And I'm like, oh, darn. Like <laughs> For people for people who really want to play football, there's, there's something there. You need it as an outlet. And for him, you can see it when he gets on the field. Kyle says the best football players go to a dark place before they get on the field. I don't really have a dark place to go to. He goes to a dark place. I can see it.
1: Ronnie Lott went to a dark place. He told me yeah. he didn't use that phrase, but he clearly did. He went to a dark place.
0: Patek says, "Who was the best niner in the '60s?"
1: You know, I You're couldn't these, really yeah. say. I wasn't a sports writer in the '60s. Yeah. I, I I was at Stanford, nineteen sixty six to seventy two, but I really wasn't paying attention. I, I can't answer that. Willie May Willie what's the, book. what's the Donald
0: Westlake book called with the Afghanistan banana stand?
1: Oh, uh, oh boy! Is someone asking that? Yeah, I'll have to think about it.
0: Yeah, I'll come back to it.
1: Um, Sorry about that.
0: A couple more. Jeffrey, thank you. Almost caught up. The coach, love you, man. Small ball seems to be the approach moving forward offensively. Teams will respond. Moving forward, the play calling is even more key. Defensively awesome, but we're soft internally. Strong run games will try to exploit that. Yeah, and the Rams can't run the ball. It's a good point. You know, Armstead, Kinlaw, both battling injuries. That's where the Niners are, you know being tested could be tested down their down to their backup defensive tackles against teams that can really run the ball two weeks Atlanta can run the ball good call coach small ball seems to be the approach moving forward offensively
1: so what you're saying is if if they want to run up the gut against the Niners currently because Armstead and Kinlaw are out they may have some success i want they to make- i don't want to speak to armstead but i do want to speak to kinlaw he's worked so hard to yeah. come back, and he has yeah. such a good attitude. I'm pulling for him. Me too. I'm, Me too. I'm pulling for Kinlaw.
0: Me too. He. Uh, they had a meeting before the game where you know, like they do a workout and determine whether he's going to play, and they all huddle together, and I guess they decided he wasn't going to play. And he immediately took his hoodie and put it over his face. He just seemed so crushed, and I
1: felt for I can for him. imagine crushed. it means so yeah. much to him. Well, yeah. I hope you – know, I'm going to call it a flare-up. I have no knowledge of what it is, so I'm just using that. I hope it uh, returns to normal quite soon and he can be that presence in the middle.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping the fact that he was healthy enough to do that workout before the game and that they had to talk about it and that he did a walkthrough on Saturday means that it's not catastrophic and that it's just a minor setback, I'm hoping. Great. Jesse says, with Jimmy, you have to grade on a curve. This was a B performance for him. He is definitely the Achilles heel. I, I have a tough time giving a 30-year-old vet a, a, a curve, but I see what you, you're calling the, the gay manager curve. Okay, fair enough. Great show as always. Best guest as always. Thank you, Bryant. Hell of a guest. EA says, I think Sam Womack is in the doghouse ever since Bosa made a comment about him always being on the his phone with his girl. Felt uh, some immaturity. I missed that comment. I, That's I don't That's really that. weird. That's really interesting. Okay, let's get to our last topic.
1: Okay, I, I'd like to, if you don't mind, we want to talk about Mike McDaniel and what happened with Tua. So, but I need to make some things very clear. We do not cover that team. Um, We do not know what happened internally. I'm going to be a little critical of McDaniel, but it's from a a person who's from afar. And at no point do I want to slander him. Mm. I, you know, I got to be very careful and you do as well. Mm So. Let me say what I think happened, and then we'll get into it. There were two games. In the first game, Tua went down and hit his head. Yeah. And he got up, and as he started to walk, he wobbled. Big time. Big time. Now, you guys know I'm a boxing guy. I don't mean I box, but I covered so much boxing. It's my favorite sport to write about. When I would see a guy get knocked down and then get up and wobble, if he beat the the 10 count, very often a ref would stop the fight right there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because the wobble indicates you're not in your right mind. Mm -hmm. Concussion. And we're not going to take a chance with you. And if the ref didn't stop the fight, he often would call the doctor in right there in the ring. Right. Like our friend, Gary Furness, Dr. Furness. Could, because if, if
0: he had a concussion and you let him keep fighting and he gets another one, the second one could kill you.
1: Kill you. He'll kill so, you. So Second impact syndrome. Look it up. Second impact syndrome. So in boxing, they take it very seriously. And mm-hmm. I come from that background. When I saw him lurch and stumble, someone inside me said, stop the fight.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then
1: they said it was a back injury. I want to say if they said it's a back injury i guess but it it didn't look like any back injury i ever saw it looked mm-hmm. like a brain injury then what mm-hmm. they they said that the doctor cleared him the doctor gave him a test and cleared him and then in the next game he had a, a real concussion and yeah. he was very frightening when he was down on the ground yeah yeah. he was like Twitter twitching and oh bad that. it was bad yeah very bad very bad okay so here's what happened the next thing I know McDaniel says um we let him play because the doctor said he was cleared to play okay that means cleared to play in the game where he got hurt and cleared to play in the next game. Then after he got hurt in the second game, they fired the doctor. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm thinking, did this doctor really screw up? Okay. And fire him. Or the skeptical part of me says, are they scapegoating the doctor? I'm in no position to know. I'm not saying they're scapegoating the doctor, but I wondered. Mm -hmm. I sure wondered about it. Then. Um, McDaniel said, you know, we take this very seriously. We're a player-friendly team. Okay. You're a player-friendly team. If I were a player-friendly coach and I were uh, head coach and I were coaching Tua, after I saw what happened the first time, I would have said, thank you so much, doctor, for your diagnosis. I want a second opinion. Mm -hmm. In addition, I want to put him through I'm a player-friendly coach. I want to put him through the concussion protocol because it looked funny. So even Mm -hmm. if he passed the first time, these things can come on later. It's true. And I don't... Now, maybe McDaniel did it. And if he did that, all that stuff, Mike, my apologies. But I haven't read that you did that. I think you should have put him through the protocol and gotten a second opinion because what happened to that kid the second time Iggy, God knows where he's going to be when he comes back. and If I, he comes back. If he comes back. Iggy, I even think there may be a lawsuit there, maybe yeah. against the doctor, maybe against the team. Uh, mm-hmm. I, someone screwed up. Yeah. It could have been the doctor or it me. I would have been proactive as a coach. I want a second opinion. Right,
0: because right. what, what you're saying is, M- Mike's saying, I'm, I'm player friendly. All right, then why was it enough for one doctor to say, oh, he's not – He's not concussed. Why was that? Enough? You saw him stumble. Why don't you put him through the concussion? Why don't you check him again the next day? One test all on the sideline. But hey, he's good. He's good. It kind of looks like you don't care as much as you're uh, posturing to care. Yeah, you wanted to win games. You wanted to have. You want to win games back in at any cost, right? And, any and it's cost. like when he when he got the job, he was getting. He was his stock was up, and he was looking like, man, this is the new age coach, player friendly. And then now it's like, eh, you're just like every other, not, not just like all the other coaches, you know,
1: kind of, Yeah, you're like every other coach, but you went to Yale, but you, you went to, know Yale. Yeah. You went to yeah. Yale. Okay. Yeah. So you went to Yale. You could still go to Yale and make a schmucky mistake and yep. you could make it for the wrong reasons. So again, I am not accusing him of it. I'm saying, I wonder about it. If yep. he got a second opinion, God love him. And I apologize. If he didn't, he should have. Um, and, you know, we I was really
0: tough on Kyle Shanahan the week before. Because what he did with Trey Lance was reckless and unnecessary. But what Mike did with Tua was way worse. Way, way worse.
1: It's, it, we're talking it, brains here, man. It's way yeah, worse. Now again, if, if he did what, what we wonder yes. he did. Yes, yes. If he did yes. what we wonder he did. And I'll yes. tell you why it was worse if he did what we wonder he did. Yeah. Shanahan called the crummy play and got his yep. player hurt. Mm-hmm. So Shanahan did it before the fact. Right. Mike did it after. Mike did it after the fact, after he, he saw after. that his
0: player couldn't walk right. Right, because the initial concussion was not Mike McDaniel's fault. That's football. That That's is football. football. At that point, he could say, okay, I'm a, I'm, going to establish myself as a player-friendly coach right now. And when they're like, "Why didn't you put Tua back in the game? He passed the cut. Conco- Did you see him wobble? I didn't feel comfortable with that. Would you feel comfortable team. with that if that was your son? He could have made. He, that could have been a great moment for him, and, and he missed it. He messed it up. That's and, right. And now he has to. He has to have on his conscience uh, Tua Tagovailoa's brain health the rest of his life. That's tough.
1: Now is it clear that
0: will Tua come back this season? We'll see. I, I think they hope, but I don't. We'll see. We have no idea. I don't know. I haven't heard. I don't. I don't cover that team.
1: Yeah, I, I I understand. Anyway, you yeah. usually don't talk about the Miami Dolphins, but we do in this broadcast talk about moral issues. Yeah. And that is a serious moral issue, especially in a league that has a bad name for concussions and what and what happens after concussions. And yeah. um, I, I from my impression, the Players Association is pissed. And I saw a statement from the Players Association did not blame the doctor that they wanted to, to investigate further. That's what I got from the Players Association. Yeah. That and they would be as skeptical as I am.
0: Yeah. And I, with issues like this, where it's very serious and it's beyond football and um, information comes out slowly, I think it's important not to just have a like snap, s- strong opinion about something you don't know that much about. It's right. good to let a little time go by and some facts come out. And I think now that it has, I, I,
1: I'm with you on your conclusions with this. But also conclusions. Yeah. my conclusions are tentative yes. and I'm I'm open-minded. And if it comes mm-hmm. out that uh, McDaniel handled this the way I hope he handled it, I'm all for it. What I don't like is I'm going to come back to ESPN. Steven Smith and, and Skippy and they hear something. And within 15 seconds, they have an opinion. Yeah. I, I think life is more complicated than that. Yeah. And I think it's important to let, the investigation go on and facts to come out. Mm-hmm. So we're not groining Mike McDaniel, but mm-hmm. we're saying we have certain concerns and we wonder how we handled certain things.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. A uh, few questions. Juan Rivera says, thank you for sharing sports stories and family stories. Thank you for thank you. watching the show.
1: Um, and that's it, that's the whole show. Well Iggy, this was a, a very interesting show. As always, I love to talk to you about sports. And I always learn a lot from you. This was a lot of fun. I love you. And I'll call you right after this. Okay. I love you. Talk to you soon.
0: Talk to you soon, everyone. Uh, Kyle has a conference call in 22 minutes. And I will post it as soon as it's, look for it in like at like in a, in an hour. And then in two hours, I will be live with Larry. See you guys soon.